Welcome back to Extra Point right here on KDOS AM 1060. As always, follow along with us online at KDOS1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app. It's time for our NFL prop discussion. Popping on out to the KDOS hotline, Kyle Sapi, Pro Football Network, as well as follow all of their work over at pfnbetting.com. The playoffs are here. Super wild card weekend is here. Kyle, it's Kayla and Bob. How are you today? I'm doing great. I am ready for some football here. We've got some injuries. We've got some weather. you got a little bit of everything on wild card weekend. And it goes over three days now. We get three days of goodness in our lives to open up the playoff season. What more could we possibly ask for? You know, when you simplify it like that, I don't know the answer. Uh, (laughs) Let's get into it here, though. And I'm going to start with some playoff prop bets. Uh, Let's start with most playoff passing yards. Dak Prescott leads the way with plus 200 odds. Josh Allen sitting at plus 400. Patrick Mahomes plus 550. Brock Purdy plus 550. A little bit further down the board, Lamar Jackson at 14 to 1. So part of this to me is factoring in the teams that are playing wildcard weekend versus teams teams that have a bye, but then also how far you think teams are going to be able to go in the playoffs to extend their opportunities. So as you look at these players here, what stands out to you and how do you break this down? Yeah, I would agree with how you handicap this. You need to maximize your game count, whether that's playing wildcard weekend or not. You need to play three or four games to make this happen. I'm going to go with Brock Purdy in this market. I understand it's not the sexiest name, and they've got some big names up there, but are we sure Dallas gets past the second round? Are we sure they play multiple games here? San Fran, the way I have the playoffs playing out here, I've got San Fran playing a banged-up Eagles team that can't defend the pass. I've got them in the conference championship playing the Lions, who've had their struggles recently against the pass and on defense across the board. And then you're in the Super Bowl. So right now they've, I've got them playing three games, two of which are against very vulnerable secondaries. Brock Purdy, I think, is the best value on the board when you're looking at passing yards for the postseason. Looking ahead to Saturday, specifically uh, the you know, the uh, the Ravens. Excuse me, not the Ravens. The uh, the Browns and the Texans. I saw Joe Flacco's name in my notes here. I thought Ravens, <laughs> uh, but he's not with them anymore. Uh, Joe Flacco lit up the Texans on Christmas Eve. Amari Cooper had a career game in that game against Houston. Is there any remaining value with those guys and prop bets for this weekend? And those two specifically in the prop market, I don't think so. But I do still think the public kind of out on Joe Flacco, at least more than they should be for his entire career. He's 6-0 and in playoff season openers. That's the spot they find themselves here. He's on the road and favored. I get it. That's not a perfect condition. But you're avoiding the elements. Story of the wild card weekend here. He gets a rookie quarterback. I understand C.J. Stroud's been great. So, yeah, I'm out on the – Prop markets in this game, but I'm not hesitating to take the Browns against the number here. Uh, one more on the uh, Browns and the Texans contest here with, uh, you know, Amari Cooper at a huge game the first time that they played, sitting at 78 and a half yards. Flacco and that David Njoku connection has been really uh, working nicely for them. He's sitting at 56 and a half yards. But if you flip this over to the expectations for the Texans and how they might have to stay in this one, C.J. Stroud, he's at 242 and a half yards. What makes sense to you with this game? I'm telling the same story you are, that they might have to play from behind a little bit, but that Browns defense does scare me. So instead of taking the overs on the passing yards, give me the unders on the rushing yards. Devin Singletary has taken over this backfield from Damian Pierce, who we were all encouraged by in his rookie season. 
but just hasn't shown much this year. Singletary's getting the work, but he doesn't have a 25-yard carry this season. So you're talking he needs extreme volume to go over his number that's in the 60s right now. I guess the Browns defense is elite against the run. I don't think he gets there with a big carrier, too, and I don't think he sees enough volume if they're playing from behind. So Devin Singletary under rushing yards is the prop I'm playing in that game. Tomorrow night, uh, Miami at Kansas City. Bad weather. You mentioned uh, the weather situations in uh, Kansas City and obviously Buffalo on Sunday. So Tua, uh, not the greatest uh, you know, stats. In fact, bad stats and cold weather situations. Maybe not the best matchup either against the Kansas City def- uh, secondary and so forth. So any Tua under props catch your attention? If I'm going to play it, it would be Tua under, but, man, you're, I mean, you were talking this weather. I'm not a meteorologist. I can't even say the word. I don't play <laughs> one on TV. I think this is going to be a struggle to get him to that number. Obviously, you're betting against Tyree Kill, so I'm not super comfortable at stepping in front of that, but I'm certainly not taking the over. So if you're going passing props, in my opinion, it's got to be under there. The one positive, I guess, part of this game that I would go to as far as through the air, I think Rasheed Wright could find the end zone. He's going off plus 140, 150 range right now. You've got a Dolphins team that frankly struggles to tackle. That's a problem for Rasheed Rice, who's rookie receiver, but one of the best in the game already in terms of yak. They should be in the red zone early and often, even in a cold environment. If they decide to use that supplement the run, Rasheed Rice could find the end zone considering he's used there so often. He's, there's been three guys over the last decade that have seen as many red zone targets as he has. As a rookie, they're Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham, and Rice. That's a company I'm willing to bet in at plus money in this market. Kyle Sapi, Pro Football Network, pfnbetting.com. Follow all of their work with pfnbetting.com. Uh, one more for you on this Chiefs game. When you're just kind of looking at maybe Isaiah Pacheco's potential impact here, if you're also thinking uh, if there's severe winds, if it's if it's just really cold, you kind of just want to hand the ball off. Is this a potential for Isaiah Pacheco to bust out in this contest? I'm in the same zip code as you there, just a different house. I'm on Pacheco, but on his receiving yards over. I do think the running game will be voluminous, and that's going to be expected in this weather. But what about this short passing game here? Patrick Mahomes' ADOT last postseason, 14.6% lower than his ADOT during the regular season. So if he's checking it down instead of maybe running and putting himself in harm's way, weather, you mentioned that. If they're stopping the run and they're you know, putting everybody in the box here to stop the run, Isaiah Pacheco shown great development. This season, as a pass catcher, roughly three times as many catches as he had targets as a rookie. So if you're telling me he gets three to five to six targets, I think he clears 20, 20 and a half rush, or receiving yards, which is his listed prop at most books right now. I'll add a little more ammo for you that on with uh, that, Kyle. That the, the fact that Jarek McKinnon, who has been a big pass catcher for them in the playoffs and late seasons in the past, uh, he's out. So uh, it's even more reason for Pacheco, I think, too. Sold. Aaron Jones. Yeah, 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 that uh, Aaron Jones, maybe no A.J. Dillon. Uh, the Cowboys have had some uh, not-so-good rush defense games, so Aaron Jones catch your attention for this weekend, possibly. Yeah, I think you're on the right path. The only concern there, and I'm a Packers fan, I will admit that point blank, is if they fall behind in a big way, the running game, the game script could get away from them against a very good, very aggressive Dallas team playing at home where they're notably better. Than they are on the road, but no AJ Dillon doesn't move the market. Excuse me, for me in a major way, he hasn't been effective all season long. He's he's a plotting back. He's going to get the short line, short yardage carries, 
which to me isn't going to really kill a yardage prop for Aaron Jones. So if you're going to go Jones, I don't mind going over, but I would parlay it potentially with Green Bay covering because if they're getting bought, if they're getting blown out in this game, Jones isn't hitting that number. One more for you on the Packers-Cowboys here, but flipping it to the Cowboys side of things here, I mean, C.D. Lamb's number is sitting at 100.5 yards. We do know how good he's been this year. We know how good he is when he's lined up in the slot. We also know that the Packers are giving up a tremendous amount of yards to wide receivers who line up in the slot. But 100.5 yards is a lot to be betting on one way or another here. So is there something that we should be pivoting to? I'm going Jake Ferguson. If we're going to go that passing game, and Green Bay has been vulnerable against the pass, but it's been more the secondary pass catchers that have been racking up the yards over the last month or two, over the last five games. Secondary pass catchers, that includes tight ends, receivers, whatever, 401 receiving yards for that secondary option. The primary option in those games is under 300. So you're talking a big advantage there. I'm not saying Jake Ferguson's going to outdo C.D. Lamb or that the Packers have some kind of cheat code that allows them to shut down the unshuttable, downable C.D. Lamb here with franchise records in receptions and receiving yards. But I do think Jake Ferguson can get loose for a little bit. His total right now, under 50 yards. I'm looking at three to six catches, and if he does that, I'll take my chances. He is in my same game parlay for this game over 42 and a half receiving yards. Okay, the Detroit Rams game. Uh, you know, let, let's assume that Laporta doesn't play or is limited. So Amon Rossi Brown against a Rams secondary, which has really been the weakness of their team for much of the season and even during this winning streak. Uh, is the number too high for St. Brown, or can we still get involved there? If I'm going in the passing game, I'm looking different places because the number is quite high. But listen, if you're you're not going to have a hard time selling me on Lions overs. When Goff's playing at home over the last two seasons, seven percent of his pass of his pass attempts have been touchdowns at home. That's I think he can keep up with the going back and forth. Obviously, the total's over fifty. So if you're looking at Amon Ross St. Brown, I don't mind going that avenue. I'd probably rather play receptions or his touchdown prop as opposed to yards because they're going to. We know they're going to try to get him the ball. There's no two different ways about that, especially with Sam Laporta out. If the Rams can scheme up something to stop his yak then the yardage potential is in a problem. But I see him getting 8 to 12 targets, and that should be, you know, probably seven, eight, nine catches, which is going to catch most bets. Kyle Sabi, Pro Football Network. Follow all their work over at pfnbetting.com. Sticking with that game here, the Lions secondary has been giving up some yards. So how do we deploy Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua in that vein? You could, honestly, I think I'd play both. And hope that, you know, if you lose one of them, you just kind of lose the juice and it washes out. Or you can hit both. That's very shoots out. If I'm going to this passing game, I'm going to say Matthew Stafford doesn't throw an interception. The Lions, the top pressure defense in the league. Stafford's played three top ten pressure defenses. He's thrown one interception in 106 pass attempts in those games. So I'm going to go that avenue if I'm playing the game. But I do think they have success. But choosing Puka Nakua or Cooper Cup, I wish I could say there was math behind it or statistical trends or anything like that, but it really does seem to be almost random as opposed to which one goes off, which one's healthy, which one scores versus having the yardage. There's too much unknown uncertainty there. I'll say Matthew Stafford doesn't turn it over. I want to go back to the uh, the Browns and the Texans game. But you know, Dalton Schultz against the Browns defense. The Browns have been bad against tight ends since Grant Delpit was injured. It appears that Delpit is not going to play tomorrow. 
Uh, so maybe an anytime touchdown for Schultz. Ooh, I don't mind that call. These anytime touchdowns with the plus money, I do think you can find some value there. Brevin Jordan scares me a little bit as far as tight ends. If you're playing that angle, that even if it is a tight end, maybe it's not Schultz. Jordan has impressed a little bit here, but no Brown banged up. I already told you I don't trust the running game. So if they're going to go through the air, it can't all be Nico Collins. I know it has been at points this season, but I don't mind that call at all. And that way you're isolating it. So you only need one play. You're not going receptions. You're not going to be consistently a part of the offense. You in close, which is where they end. Kyle Soppy, Pro Football Network, pfnbetting.com here in the Extra Point on KDOS AM 1060. Uh, so we started this conversation with most playoff passing yards. I want to bring it to most playoff rushing yards. Christian McCaffrey sitting at plus 170. James Cook sitting at plus 500. Isaiah Pacheco plus 800. Tony Pollard also plus 800. But is there really any value or any play here? I mean, my favorite would be McCaffrey because – I've got the 49ers winning the Super Bowl, and that's similar to what I was going with with the Brock Purdy Avenue. But if you're going to go with a little bit of value, I don't mind kind of seeking out Isaiah Pacheco there. We know he's the lead back in that role. You already mentioned the McKinnon injury. That's just one fewer option there. If I mean, the pass game shortens. If they're going to go with the running game here, and they could advance further than people think. I know it's kind of trendy to bet against Mahomes and the Chiefs right now. And I don't know about you guys, but I've been around football for over the last five, six, seven years here. Betting against Mahomes isn't really a way to make money here. So if you trust him to win games, maybe not put up monster numbers, but if you trust him to win games and Kansas City could make a run through the AFC here, Pacheco's an interesting option because if they're doing that, if they're winning games, they're playing with a positive game script, and he's the only guy running the ball. As hard as he runs, he's among the best, the hardest to tackle. And I, I, listen to me. I'm, I'm a researcher for a living. I'm 140 pounds soaking wet. I don't know much about tackling. I know it doesn't get easier the colder it gets outside. <laughs> Last thing for me here, uh, Tampa Bay on Monday night against the Eagles secondary. I know the, you know, the Mayfield's got some uh, issues with health-wise and so forth, but is there a way we can take advantage of Mike Evans and Chris Godwin against that secondary from the Eagles? Oh, you sure can. I am loading up, and this is, it's, it's dangerous when your favorite bet's a Monday nighter because if, if everything goes sideways over the weekend, I'm going to be trying to play catch-up here, but Baker Mayfield, this passing number's too low for me right now, 233 and a half through the yard for Baker or through the air for Baker Mayfield. You mentioned the injury, and obviously we got to keep an eye on that, and that's the beauty of things. You don't have to bet it right now while there's relative unknown here, but he's cleared 245 passing yards in every game against a team that's not basically against a defense that isn't stingy against the run. So you look at Philly, what do they do well? They stop the run. They're going to pass, force you to throw their top five in opponent pass rate over expectation. And a matchup like that, I'm looking for 35 to 40 throws from Mayfield in a game that isn't going to have weather concerns. They're in Tampa Bay. They're not on the East Coast, way up top, Northeast, anywhere like that. Baker Mayfield, I like the Eagles to win this game. I put them in a game script here. I think he could flirt with – I think he's going to be closer to 300 than he will be to his prop. A game that will have – Weather implications, lots of wind, seven inches of snow possibly coming down, Steelers and Bills. I saw this here during weeks 12 through 18. The Steelers rank first in rushing attempts, and the Bills actually rank second in rushing attempts. So they've certainly really embraced the ground game here of late, then maybe even dictating based upon weather here. Najee Harris sitting at 60 and a half yards, James Cook at 65 and a half yards. What do we do? 
Yeah, well, what do you do is you get somebody that you trust with the weather to tell me what's going on here. If this is a whiteout condition, this dog they could move the game to Cleveland. There's a lot of moving pieces here. If I'm going running back in this game, I'd be tempted to go the Jalen Warren route. I wrote him up as an anytime touchdown option. I think he's a good play there just because of his versatility. Over the last month, he's averaging 10 carries a game. And then he's obviously their primary pass catching back too. And if the conditions are as bad as they're saying it is, that short passing game is going to be huge. You could be looking at an over in receptions if you want to go a combo prop with receiving and rushing yards. I don't mind going that way, thinking that he gets his hands on the ball 15 times in a game that's going to – the total is under 40 right now and falling in a hurry. If this game is low scoring, it's more likely than not to be reasonably close, which keeps the short pass game and or run game in the script for Pittsburgh. Jalen Warren props are where I'm going in that case. Kyle Sapi, Pro Football Network, PFNBetting.com. Uh, so we started the conversation with most passing yards. We slipped in there, most playoff rushing yards. Can't uh, leave the conversation without some love for the defensive side of the ball. Most playoff sacks. Nick Bosa sitting at plus 250. Micah Parsons plus 500. Javon Hargrave plus 900. Miles Garrett plus 900. I feel like personally this one is a little bit more challenging because pressures on the quarterback have to turn into sacks plus opportunities have to be there too how do you look at this yeah that's a good point and it, it's a tough market to get a handle on obviously you still want the volume in games which is why the guys at the top of the board are the ones you mentioned and that that scares me a little bit off of you know some of the bigger names like a miles garrett that we i don't know i listen i'm picking the browns to win but am i super confident that they do i'm not i'll go michael parsons in that spot i do think Dallas can roll over Green Bay in week one, so that at least gets them two games. You're looking at potentially a game in round two, which would be a coin toss kind of game. It would be in Dallas, in Jerry World. He's got game-breaking potential here. Going against Jordan Love, who's not really going to run away from you in a big way. Going against Jared Goff in my scenario here, who's not really going to go away from you. And then if they win there, they get San Fran potentially in the conference championship. Another quarterback. They can't really evade pass rushers and is just going to, you know, fall down and take live to see another play. Live, don't make the crazy play. Don't go Justin Fields and try to run all over the place and make something happen. Brock Purdy, Jared Goff, Jordan Love, all could, you know, fall down and just, just take it. Just take your medicine there. Let Michael Parsons do what Michael Parsons does. So if I'm going that mark, I'm unlikely to play it. But I would tell myself that the Cowboys are going to make the Super Bowl or at least the NFC Championship game, and Parsons is going to be a big reason why. Uh, before we let you go here, anything that we haven't touched on, anytime touchdown, passing yards, receiving yards, rushing yards that you really like for Super Wild Card Weekend? I think if you're trying to go a little crazier, a little off the board with this first game, because everybody, we all get excited. We spent all week looking forward to the playoffs, and then that first game comes and you're like, okay, I need to have something in my pocket. Elijah Moore, plus 370 over at FanDuel right now to score a touchdown anytime in the game. He's the leader in the Browns, on the Browns team right now when it comes to red zone, or I'm sorry, end zone targets from Joe Flacco. That's ahead of Amari Cooper. That's ahead of David Njoku. He's being targeted where it matters most, and they're low volume, low trajectory targets. They're close to the line of scrimmage, which are high percentage looks. If he gets a few of those, I could see him cashing in. You're talking plus 370. You hit a bet like that in the first game, and you are looking good for the rest of the week. All right, let's go, Elijah Moore. Hey, Kyle, as always, we appreciate your time. Looking forward to a fun Super Wild Card weekend, and we'll do it again next Friday. Sounds good. Looking forward to it. 
Perfect. Kyle Soppy there, Pro Football Network. Follow all of their work over at pfnbetting.com.